0: Top story tonight. Bill Belichick is on the
1: hot seat. Bill Belichick, the greatest coach in NFL history, arguably the second winningest coach in NFL history. He may not see it to the end. He may not become the most winning coach of all time. Bill Belichick, the pressure is on. It is playoffs or bust and Honestly, it's probably playoff win or bust for Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. We've got that and much, much more on Player Profiler
0: today.
1: Bill Belichick. What a storied career, but... Even the best careers come to an end at some point, and it appears as though Bill Belichick's may be on its last legs. It was reported by Rich Eisen that he's on the hot seat. He's actually been there at different levels of warmth since 2019. You remember 2019 was the last season for Tom Brady. Brady signs with the Bucks in the 2020 offseason. Crazy how time changes. Bill Belichick. Goes from being widely considered the greatest coach of all time to potentially a you must win to save your job. And it appears that they may have a candidate already in house in Gerard Mayo, the former linebacker, defensive captain for the New England Patriots for years and years. He ended up joining the staff as a defensive coach. He's not officially the defensive coordinator, but he essentially is Gerard Mayo it's received a big extension this off season and it appears as though he might be next in line to succeed Bill Belichick if this indeed is his last outing with the New England Patriots and a lot of people consider Belichick the greatest of all time not Asante Samuel we've heard Asante Samuel talking a lot lately and most recently Asante Samuel says that Bill Belichick is not the greatest coach of all time. It was all Tom Brady. Tom won't admit it, but Asante Samuel says he was there. And it was Tom. It was not Bill Belichick. I'm just quoting him. There are a lot of players that would not agree with that, but Asante Samuel has his takes, just like he has his takes about Darrell Revis and Sauce Gardner and all this other nonsense. But, anyways. Back to Bill Belichick. Apparently, part of the friction is the development of Mac Jones and also stems back to what they did with Tom Brady at the end of his career with the New England Patriots. We all remember that 2019 offseason where the Patriots had nobody. This was a talent-devoid roster. They had no passing game, no playmakers aside from Julian Edelman. He was just the whole offense it was rough. And then we have nothing. They don't go out and spend big on anyone. And part of that was the salary cap constraints. The Patriots had been kicking that can down the road for a couple years now. but it was a one season reset. Tom Brady leaves. they bring Cam Newton in on cheap. Everyone says, okay, well, next year they're going to have $80 million-ish to spend. The Patriots are going to spend a bunch of money, sign a bunch of free agents, rebuild this offense. It's all going to be good. And then the big money they spent was on a nose tackle, Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. Really? That's how you allocate those funds? And apparently that is part of the friction is Bill Belichick has been unwilling to go out and spend the big money on playmakers. And that's something that the Patriots needed. That's what they needed at the end of the Tom Brady era. That's what they have needed with Mac Jones and Bill Belichick. That's just not how he builds teams. He's a defensive guy. He's a matriculate the ball down the field kind of guy. But that's not how NFL offenses work anymore. If you don't have a quarterback that can take over a game and win it himself, you better do everything to put talent around him to succeed. You see Patrick Mahomes, he can do it himself, but they has Travis Kelsey. Josh Allen, he can do it himself, but he's got Stephon Dix. Lamar Jackson, he can do it himself, but he went. they went out and got him a whole bunch of weapons this offseason. And yet, Mac Jones gets nothing. No DeAndre Hopkins. You get an extended Devontae Parker, for what that's worth. Nelson Aguilar is gone, walked in free agency, didn't really help out that much to begin with. Kendrick Bourne ended up in the doghouse last year, so he hasn't performed to the contract that he got. Just been a mess the last couple of years for the Patriots, and we'll get
0: more into that after this word from the Podfather. Hey, we're all starting new fantasy leagues all the time, and more often than not, where do we start our fantasy leagues at Player Profiler On Sleeper. Because it's the best. You can imagine my excitement when I saw a sleeper rolled out. Sleeper picks, baby. Now, you know I love Kenny Pickett, right? Week one, who does he face? San Francisco. That's a bummer. So I'm going to be going less than on Kenny Pickett's projected yardage and on whichever quarterback is starting for San Francisco in week one. <laughs> Probably not Trey Lance. <laughs> but then who do the Steelers face in week two? Ah, oh, the Browns, right? We think the Browns are going to crank things up. So there, you can say, hey, Kenny Pickett, more than his projected passing yards. And you keep on correlating. Elijah Moore, more than. George Pickens, more than. And if you pick up to eight, that's how you 100X your payout on Sleeper. It's called the Hail Mary. So if you use promo code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match. Check out Sleeper's terms and conditions for details. These Sleeper picks are live in over 25 states. Yeah, buddy. Hey, it's the pod. Hey, it's the father of great news. The 2023 draft kit is live. It is world famous. Why? Because it is the best resource for winning fantasy football championships that exists. There are rankings and cheat sheets for every format you can imagine. We have projections both at the team level and the player level. And wherever you are, you can click on a player, open them up, and see in-depth written analysis about what to expect in fantasy football from that player this year. And then you can click on the team, and you can get even more in-depth analysis, all the drivers of fantasy production, both in a positive and negative direction for that team, including a signature trend. And the graphics are incredible. So these team insights that give you the team level projections, the vacated targets, the vacated areas, and that one dynamic for each team that you need to know when making decisions on draft day. And we added a bunch of features. I mean, individual cheat sheets for Theo and Billy and Dario. So you could take your favorite analyst and download their personal draft cheat sheet. And then in the commissioner's section, also brand new this year. Memphis Young lays out everything you need to know to manage a league. Do's, don'ts, tips, and what the more innovative fantasy commissioners are doing this year. That's presented by Trophy Smack. The whole package is presented by the Fantasy Football Players Championship, the FFPC, Ray Garvin, Derek Brown. The best minds in the industry contributing analysis. It's certainly not the most inexpensive draft kit on the market, but uh, (laughs) it is the best playerprofiler.com slash draft kit playerprofiler.com slash draft kit go get it out this Bill Belichick story just to wrap things up it appears
1: according to Rich Eisen and we had heard the whispers a couple weeks before that yes the Patriots are expected to return to the playoffs this year it's been far too long since they've been in the playoffs and even longer since they won. They didn't win last year. They didn't win the year before they didn't win the year before that. They didn't win any of the three years that Tom Brady was not with the new England Patriots, 2022, 2021, 2020. They didn't win with Tom Brady either. So it's been five years since the Patriots have won a playoff game. That is unacceptable according to Robert Kraft. And so the pressure is on. We'll see. How it shakes out either way, and it appears that there's a chance that Robert Kraft could pick Mac Jones over Bill Belichick and they could have a new coach in the near future. But who's the running back gonna be for the New England Patriots? Because we've heard rumors that Dalvin Cook could be headed to New England. They are currently the betting favorite. It's not minus odds yet. But if Dalvin Cook heads to New England. Oh, that is brutal for Ramondre Stevenson. He is going to plummet down the rankings. Goes from a locked and loaded bell cow RB1 to probably a 50-50 split between Ramondre Stevenson and Dalvin Cook. Do you see a world where the Patriots have Ramondre and Dalvin Cook and they give Ramondre Stevenson 60% of the workload? I don't. So we'll keep an eye out, but that would be worst-case scenario for Dalvin Cook. Just completely destroys Ramondre Stevenson. But if that's the case, ooh, Jeff Wilson is going way, way too late. But speaking about running backs and their mistreatment, their lack of money being spent on them, apparently all the running backs are starting to work together. They've got a group text going. They are brainstorming what they're going to do. Stage one was yesterday, of course. They took to social media to complain. They were all unhappy, voiced it. And it feels as though a lot of fans are on the running back side. I mean, when you look at it, running backs are still laborers. I know they make a lot more money than the rest of us laborers do. But when the difference is, okay, well, the running backs make less because of the, how the salary cap works, well, it makes sense. But when it comes to the guys who... Own the team and aren't doing any of the labor, aren't doing anything. Well, maybe they can make a little bit less, pay the running backs fairly. But the problem probably not going to happen anytime soon. The collective bargaining agreement that the NFLPA signed a year too early. The NFLPA had a full year to continue to negotiate. They were so afraid of a lockout that they just. Waved all the leverage they had, said we're going to sign a year early the deal that you offer us and we're going to avoid this. And they signed for way too long, all the way to 2030. This was a bad deal for the NFL players, and it's going to get worse for running backs over the next couple seasons. By 2030, just imagine what the running back market's going to look like. It's not going to be good, but there's not going to be a change until then. The, the the only chance is next year when all these free agents, all these running backs being asked to take pay cuts, if they work together and set a price limit and no one fall below that. But even then there'll be running backs currently on the roster, guys like Keontae Ingram that will step up and perform at a quality enough level that the Cardinals, James Conner will, ah, no, James Conner will be asked to take a pay cut next year. That will happen. It's going to get worse before it gets better for the running back position. It's unfortunate, but it is true. Fortunate news. Good news for us NFL fans. The content is coming back. We've got nine teams that have had their rookies show up today to training camp. The Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Miami Dolphins, the Baltimore Ravens. Five teams in the AFC have reported to training camp, or at least their rookies have. And then we've got the Falcons, the Giants, and the Saints in the NFC. Exciting times. We're going to have training camp videos just matriculating into the media over the next couple of days. There's going to be so much stuff to overreact to. I can't wait. Tune in to Player Profiler today, seven days a week at 7 p.m. Eastern in order to stay up to date with all the goings on across the NFL, we're going to be bringing you news from all these training camps, which highlights matter, which highlights don't. It's going to be a fun time. And so many good teams, the Bills, Chiefs, Chargers, Dolphins, Ravens, fun, exciting teams reporting to training camp real soon. We're going to get lots of news coming in. I cannot wait. We also have hard knocks, some less fortunate news for hard knocks. Well, depending on how you take this story. We won't be getting the same access to the New York jets that we have had to other teams. The jets don't see it as humane to force players to be cut and have the worst moment of their entire life aired for the entire world to see. So we won't be seeing any of those conversations between players getting cut and the coaches. We'll see the aftermath I'm sure, but the jets are saying, Hey, Would you want a camera in your face at the worst moment of your life? No. So we're, we're not going to do that and we'll see what other differences come this way, but it's going to be a different season for the New York jets. I still think it's going to be very entertaining. We also got some news from the Minnesota Vikings and the Cleveland Browns. They've both got some uniform updates. The Vikings going to be wearing these throwbacks Love it. Absolutely love it. The Randy Moss, Minnesota Vikings era throwbacks. I am excited to see these. And I'm excited to see the Cleveland Browns white helmets. That is a clean look and people are upset. Oh, well, how can you be the Browns and have a brown helmet or orange helmet as your logo and have a white helmet? Because it looks awesome. That's how So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Netflix Untold. We're going to get the 2006 to 2009 Florida Gators. Netflix has just been pumping out the content. We just had quarterback. I still haven't watched it. Let's get around to it at some point, but it seems as though I'm not missing a whole lot. So we're going to get a documentary on the Gators of Urban Meyer, Tim Tebow, Aaron Hernandez, the Pouncy brothers, Pouncy twins, just so many interesting characters with those Florida Gators. We're going to get a documentary on that. We're going to get a documentary on Johnny football, Johnny Manziel and his time at Texas A&M in the trailer. We hear him talking about his million dollar bender that he went on. Of course, Johnny Manziel went to the Cleveland Browns flamed out pretty quickly there. We're going to hear about Barry bonds and the steroid scandal. We're going to hear about Jake Paul and, We're still left to wonder who's next for quarterback. Netflix has confirmed that they will be running a season two of quarterback. What three quarterbacks will they be following this year? Will they still do three quarterbacks? Will they bump it down to two? Because from all accounts, Marcus Mariota didn't really need to be covered in it. Is what I'm hearing. It was kind of the Patrick Mahomes and Kirk Cousins show with Marcus Mariota, just not adding anything, but I I don't know. I still haven't watched it. Maybe I'm wrong. Final news does come from Patrick Mahomes' team, the Kansas City Chiefs. Sky Moore is getting the first crack at slot receiver. He is looking to take over the role that Juju Smith-Schuster had in 2022, which means MVS Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he is going to be the X receiver, the stretch X on the outside. He's going to be running wind sprints down the field, clearing out the defense. That is the role Marquez Valdez-Scantling Owns for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's probably going to lead the team in snaps. And then Canarius Tony, he is going to be that Z receiver. They're going to put him in motion. They're going to have him out wide. They're going to have him in the slot. They're going to give him gadgety touches. Canarius Tony is going to be everything that we wanted McCole Hardman to be. And then Sky Moore going to be the slot receiver, get the first chance there. We've heard that physically one to one. Rashi Rice is best comparable to Juju Smith Schuster. No one else mimics his body type and everything like that. But Sky Moore has an extra year with the team. Sky Moore, a dominant college receiver in his own right. Aside from the number 24 and the slow season last year, things are looking up for Sky Moore. If Sky Moore ends up being the starter in the slot, if Sky Moore ends up being a starter for Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, well, this might just be one post hype sleeper that completely smashes in 2023.